What's going on, spooky fans? This is your ghoulish host, Ruben. It's your birthday, and I want you to have fun. Hi, I'm Quinn. Welcome to another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. This week, I actually got to pick the movie, and it's a movie that came out this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it came out this year. It wasn't in theaters due to the whole COVID uh, everything, but it actually was a pretty interesting movie. This was the first time that either of us have seen it. Yes, I <clears throat> heard about this movie, and I was like... Okay, this is a ripoff of something that we all know. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, which we'll get into. I thought honestly it was a joke because it came. They released the trailer around April, and it was supposed to come out April first. So I yes. thought it was supposed to be a. I thought it was just a, an April Fool's joke movie. You know, like how they did the live action Link uh, Zelda movie kind of thing. Yeah, and everyone's like, nope, it's it's a fake movie because it's it was just fan made stuff. But this was a real movie. Yeah, this was a real movie. It feels like a fever dream, even though we just watched it. How does it feel like a fever dream? You make it sound like it's a bad thing. Oh my gosh. It's not a bad thing. It's just this movie was very... It was a movie. It was a... I, I liked it. I liked, I liked it, it. But it was it was very strange in okay. a good way. Okay, we'll get to that, I guess, toward the end when we give our rating system. Yeah. But, spooky fans, the movie that we picked this week was Willy's Wonderland. It came out in 2021... In 2021, uh, in April, it's actually not rated. Really? Yeah. Uh, so far, I mean, that's what I that's what I saw online. It's it's a not rated um, movie. That makes sense. And as you all know, like uh, if you haven't seen it before, um, oh, actually, TVMA, I guess. But it wasn't in the theater, so I don't know. But anyways, so we watched uh, Willy's Wonderland with Nicolas Cage, and the movie starts off actually pretty interesting it's this rundown like Chuck E. Cheese kind of place um, and we're just going to tell you the reference to it. it it is a knockoff not a knockoff it's a it is very influenced by Five Nights at Freddy's yes. it seems yes no 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 yeah it is because they even say that in the uh, in the description of it it is a uh, a riff off not a rip off it's a riff off cause so it, they took they, yeah. they, they took that concept and that idea and they used it still um, with permission from Five Nights at Freddy's, I believe. Okay, awesome. So they kind of use it. But anyway, so the movie starts off with this family, uh, this couple that you think is just there in this rundown, like Chuck E. Cheese place for this birthday party, and you hear screaming, and they're running, and you have no idea really what they're running from or anything like that. And the husband gets killed, and the wife gets killed. So that's how the movie starts, that this couple ends up dying. And they have this little girl that's there, and you kind of see her like hiding and stuff like that, but... That's pretty much the premise of the start, start of the movie. They're in this rundown Chuck E. Cheese place. They're supposed to clean it up, and they get killed by... We don't Something. know yet. We don't know yet. Exactly. It's, it's shapeless. It's formless. Exactly. So then we start with the opening credits, and we see Nicolas Cage's character, which, by the way, Spooky fans, he doesn't have a name in this movie. They legitimately don't call him anything. No. And I actually kind of think this was really cool and funny. Um, he doesn't talk at all through the movie. Spooky yes. Man. Like, he doesn't say a single word, which is fantastic. And this is what, okay. Well, this... Not fantastic because I don't like his voice or anything like that. It's just the way his mannerisms were and his expressions. It, it like, told the story of what he was wanting to say. Nick great. Cage has fully leaned into being overly intense. Yeah. That he's, like, 
fuck it, I'm doing a whole movie non-verbal. Exactly. Because like, he's famous for being very intense in right. whatever he's in. He's like a self-aware Steven Seagal. <laughs> nice. Because he knows he's being yeah. over the top. Steven Seagal, on the other hand, is like, oh, everybody loves me because I'm over the top. Nicolas Cage is like, I'm ridiculous because I'm over the top. I'm leaning into this. I'm not talking for the whole movie. <laughs> like, the only sounds he makes is when he's like grunting, grunting and, and fighting. Yeah, exactly. Which was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, he's driving down the road in this kick-ass car. Very recklessly, I, I, I might well, add. Well, I mean, come on. He's, he's the bad guy. And he runs over a zigzag a spike strip yeah a spike strip they i guess they call them zigzags too i didn't know they called them zigzags in the movie and we find out that uh the tow truck driver jed he's like oh yeah some kids stole it from the from the sheriff and i guess he found it and great job you know all this stuff and in this part jed is taking him to the to the garage yeah to get his tires fixed and we run into liv liv is a local resident there of this town where Willy's Wonderland is and she's actually trying to burn up the the place. Yeah, she's, she's trying, trying to, to burn it down. She's fire. got a yeah. giant can of gasoline. Yeah, and you're like, what's going on? And then the sheriff comes and takes her away and kind of locks her up in the house. We find out later, a little bit later on that the sheriff is actually like her guardian, her parent. Yes, and she's stuff like that, her, which, her guardian. Yeah, we'll get, in, we'll get into that in a little while. But Liv and uh, Nicholas Cage's character, they like lock eyes, and she's like, "Oh no, I know he's gonna be the one. Like he's in trouble. I have to save him," kind of thing. Yeah. And they get to the garage, and Nicholas Cage is there, and you know he's just kind of waiting for his car to get fixed. And Jed is telling them, "All right, so we got to replace the four tires. Uh, there's something wrong with the computer for the tow. Yeah, I, I think there's something wrong with the chip that I'm gonna have to fix. It's gonna cost you a thousand bucks. Which that is super yeah, cheap for four tires." Especially for a Camaro. Ah, true. Okay, yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. I was like, rip off. Rip off. 100% rip off. No. A chip alone is $1,000. Yeah. And he tells him, oh, we don't take card and there's no no internet here in town, so you can't use any of the ATMs. They were going to get it, but they never did. Exactly. But I got an offer for you. If you're willing to, to work it off. Yeah. Which, if you get stranded in a small town and they offer you to work off your debt, don't do it. You wouldn't? I would. No. I would. Hell no. Ruben. What? You're a person of color. That's you of all people should definitely say no. Especially in a town of people with southern accents. Nah, I'll be fine. We'll be alright. It's that southern, uh, that southern charm. Okay, yeah. That's what they say in Viter, too. <laughs> well, anyways, he tells them that he knows a person that's looking for some work and he'll pay off the car if he can help him out. So they take him to where none other... Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Happy birthday. You want to have fun? Exactly, and that's one of the songs that like plays nonstop. Nonstop the, the entire movie. It's funny, but it's annoying at the same time. So we meet Tex. Tex McAdoo. McAdoo. Yes. Or Tex McAdoo. As I remember him, Doug Demodome, owner of the Dimsdale Demodome. Oh, okay. That's where you're going with him. Yes, okay. he reminded me of Doug Demodome from uh, Fairly, Odd, Fairly Odd Parents. The guy who owned everything in town, he was real country, he had a big old hat, and he always, I'm Doug Dimmadome, I'm one of the whole, Dimsdale Dimmadome. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, Tex is kind of showing him around, and he's like, look, we need to kind of clean this up, we've been wanting to fix it up for a while, but 
can never get anybody to kind of help out with it. You know, I'll pay for your car. You clean this place up. And the place is like trashed, like hardcore trashed. Way more than $1,000 worth of work. Yeah, exactly. But he's like, hey, you know, you'll stay here throughout the night. Uh, help yourself to anything in the fridge. There's Make sure food. to take breaks. Make sure to take some breaks, you know, everything. And if uh, if it's cleaned up in the morning, I'll, you know, again, pay for your car. Your car, car back. Yeah, it'll be here ready for you. So Nicholas Cage is like, okay, cool, whatever. But again, he doesn't say anything. He just kind of gives him that look and is like shakes his head, nods his head, like up and down, and he gets started. Well, while he's starting to clean, uh, Tex actually locks the door with a uh, chain, chain, and padlock. chain and padlock. And this is where it starts getting interesting. Because as he's kind of looking around, the animatronics mm-hmm. on the stage are slowly moving. Not noticeably moving, but no, they're moving yeah. if you're paying attention. Yes, yeah, fans, if you're actually like paying attention to them and watching them, you'll see like some of their eyes start to move just slightly. And their heads getting move parts, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And while this is happening, uh, Nicolas Cage's character, which we're just going to go ahead and start calling him the janitor. The janitor, yeah. Uh, he kind of senses something and he turns around and they aren't moving anymore. And he's like, okay, that's weird. So he goes to the kitchen. He starts just grabbing like trash bags and starts cleaning up. And so for a portion of the movie, we do see him like a little montage of him like trying to clean and trying to he go through stuff. He cleans with this whatever bottle. I need that. Right? Like whatever he ripped off everything from like graffiti. spray paint to just built blood up. gunk dust yeah. he just sprayed it and wiped it and it was fine yeah exactly i was like what the heck is that but anyway so he's he's picking up and he goes to the main room and we see the eight animatronics there there's uh we're just gonna call them by the sarah siren i was i wasn't even gonna call them their names i was just gonna say like there's the the siren there was a frog a turtle a knight a it was monkey. an alligator and a gorilla there was really? sarah siren really Ozzy the Ostrich. Really? Willy Weasel. Oh my god. Gary the Gorilla. Cammy the Chameleon. Tito the Tortoise. And I can't remember the seventh one. He was an alligator, but I don't remember his name. I don't know. That's why I see. You're gonna... It's gonna get confusing. So we'll just call them by the animals that they are. Thank you. Appreciate that. Even though the siren is called the siren and she looks like a fairy. Yeah, I was gonna call her Pixie anyways. Yeah. She looks like a pixie. Well, uh, an ostrich... Ozzy Ostrich. Oh, you said... Oh, I thought you said something. See? Now you said the names and it's like messing with my head. Anyways, he's cleaning and all of a sudden you see the ostrich behind him start to slowly move. And again, it's one of those things like you turn around and he's not moving. Wait, is he closer to me? Is he not? I don't know. Now he's directly behind me. And then he's... Yeah, appears directly behind him. And he... uh, The janitor's just kind of like... what. Like, he punches it for a second, like, to see, like, is it moving on it? Like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, the ostrich talks and is like, I'm going to feast on your soul and eat your eyes and everything else. And tries to peck Nicolas Cage. It gets him in the face. Yeah. The first time in the face. And that's whenever he's like, okay, and starts beating the living crap out of the ostrich. He breaks his broom over his knee and just starts wailing on the ostrich. Just hardcore swinging and he kills the ostrich. And very calmly, since he's cleaning, he kind of, he rips its spine out of its neck. Yep. And then he just puts everything in a trash bag. Uh-huh. And he goes to take it out to the dumpster and realizes he's locked, he's locked he's in. He's been locked in. Exactly. And so we kind of see him again go through this little montage of him cleaning. But the, the TV will pan out to this group of kids next that went to go see Liv. And which all of these kids were annoying as They were ever. stereotypes I of was, a horror movie. I, I, okay, yes. 
Very true, but they were like above the top in which. Like, I thought that one, I thought the there's a character named Kathy. She's blonde haired, and I thought she was Miley Cyrus when she first appeared on screen. I was like, what? Really? But it was not Miley Cyrus. I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. I glanced and I was like, oh, Miley Cyrus is in this. What? It feels like something she would do. I don't like, know. I don't make a cameo in a movie where she would die immediately. Sure, Paris Hilton. <laughs> yes, very, very much House of Wax. <laughs> Um, so it ends up, they, uh, they go to Liv's house because again, Liv was, uh, tied up or locked up at her house and we meet the rest of her friends. Um, which again, some of the, the friends are very stereotypical. You have the jock, you have the, the, the bad boy, the, the, the puppy dog. Yeah. The one who's like say. in love with her. Yeah. The and, nerd, then you have and then her, her, the bimbo, the bimbo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they all get to, to Willie's Wonderland and they're like, okay, we're going to burn this place down. And they cover up the whole place with, with gas and everything. And I, I saw this part where two of the guys were like, why are you putting gas over my gas and stuff like that? Like, I was like, this is just stupid. Just do it. Just pour just, more gas. Yes. You it doesn't have... matter. You can't have enough gas, yeah. especially if you're going to cause arson. You yeah. Know? You, it, there's no such thing as too much gas in one spot if you're doing arson. Exactly. Unless you're using an accelerant that can be found by the arson investigators. And which, again, people don't do that. This is all in movie. Yeah, it's all in movie. <laughs> and so Liv is like, oh, wait, the guy is still in there. We need to kind of save him. And she kind of starts knocking on the window and tells the janitor, like, hey, you this need to was leave. Great. Tells him, you have to get out. You're not safe. And he just looks at her through the window and turns on her and walks off. And she's like, what the fuck, guy? Yeah. I'm trying to save you. Obviously, you know what's going on in here. Yeah. And he goes to clean the bathroom. And this bathroom cleaning montage was magic. I wish I could clean the bathroom like this. Because he's just like, like a Mr. Clean Magic Eraser commercial. He goes through and just scrubs it. Yeah. And then we see the stage again. And we're missing another character. Mm -hmm. We're missing the gorilla. Yep. And all the doors start slamming in the bathroom. And the janitor is looking around. What the hell? And he... Starts knocking open the doors. Oh, you're cold as ice. You're hotter than a pancake on a griddle. And he keeps kicking the doors open, getting closer and closer. And when he gets to the end, there's no one in the stalls. And when he turns around, the gorilla's directly behind him. And he goes hardcore. Starts. He slams the gorilla into the wall. He punches it. And then he curb stomps it on a urinal. Yeah, that was, was like awesome. that was so great. I was like, "Wow!" That and was, he bags it up. That was just epically, just damn. And then he starts cleaning the bathroom again. And while he's cleaning, Liz, Liv, Liv is crawling through the air ducts. And I call some bullshit on this scene because okay. if this place is as dirty as it was in the areas where you could see, imagine what those air ducts looked like. But these were like pristine, stainless, no dust, no cobwebs. Maybe he already turned... Well, I, I don't know. You'll find out more later on why. So maybe... I, I have a thought on that. And I guess I'll touch back I on need that. To hear, I need okay. to hear your thought on that because I'm very confused as to how clean these vents were. Okay. And as she's crawling, she hears shrieking and, and like claws skittering behind her. And she turns around and it's the alligator. She starts kicking him and she falls out of one of the air vents into this room that's like a... A forest. A forest. A pixie hollow. I told you. See, it's just a pixie. And we start hearing giggling. And then steam or fog. Like a fog machine turns on. So the room starts filling with fog. 
and she starts hearing a creepy voice singing Ring Around the Rosie. Mm-hmm. And we see Siren Sarah, finally. Yeah. In action. And she looks like Joy from, from Inside Out. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with Joy from the Paper Towels. The Oh, no, the, the Pixie from the Paper Towel commercial? You don't know that one? No. Yeah, no, I'll have to. I'll show you a picture. But yeah, it looked legitimately just like the uh, the the spokesperson for a paper towel brand. Oh, right, or like she, blue or pixie or something like that. She reminded me of of Joy from Inside Out. Okay, okay. And she says something kind of quippy, and I can't remember what she says. Like, "Want to dance, bitch?" or something like that. And her and Liz start going at it, but we flash back because she screams, and the janitor hears her. Ah, sparkle, sparkle. Yes, okay, yeah. It was sparkle paper, paper towels that the the pixie pretty much looks like. Yes, she does look like the mascot from yeah. But she, he is cleaning, and his his alarm keeps going off. He has an alarm on his wrist, and he always drinks a soda. And at first, I was like, "Is he having to drink these on time?" And then I remembered he has to take breaks. Yep. So on his breaks, he has found this pinball machine in the kitchen, and he's cleaned it. So he just spends his breaks playing pinball. Well, Liv's friends hear her scream outside, and they start thinking of a way we need to get in. No, no, no. Not, not all of her friends. One of her friends. Oh, yes. Chris. Kathy. No. It was Chris. Because he was the one like, oh, she's in trouble. And everyone's like, you need to stop being the little puppy dog around her. She doesn't like you that way. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I have to save her. I have to do all this stuff. And... He talks everybody into going up to the roof to try to get into the air vents also. And that's whenever um, the other friend, uh, again, I don't remember really remember their names because they didn't go over them that often. But the blonde haired one, Kathy, Kathy and her boyfriend were like, hey, we're going to go ahead and, and not do this because of the fact that she kind of told us to find a way in from the outside and not go through the air vents. Yeah, she told to us help to her. help a way to get her out yes. when she got in. Not to, yeah, not to go in after her. But Chris was like, no, we have to go and help her. And that's when the roof caved in. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kathy climbs up first and they all fall through the roof into the ball pit. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets real slashery. Oh, hardcore. Hardcore, hardcore slashery. They all fall into the ball pit, and when they get out of the ball pit, they see Nick Cage. He's like, he just stares the, at them because he doesn't yeah, talk the through the entire movie. Exactly. And they hear, go to the super fun time room. That's where you can have a free party with Willie, like an exclusive party with Willie. So Kathy and her boyfriend decide, oh, we're going to go in there. Yeah, we want to go see what it is, because that was the place actually where... Uh, a lot of killings happened. Yes. Which, is this the part where we learned about that? Yes, actually, because Liv and the other guys follow um, the janitor into the, the kitchen where she starts telling him about like this dark past of this town and how the owner of Willy's Wonderland, the original owner, he was actually a, a really big Satanist serial killer that would kill people there at Willy's um, you know, trapping families and stuff like that and, and killing them. And he only hired serial killers. Yeah, he only hired like people that had real bad problems and stuff. So he has this crew of serial killers and they start killing families that are there. They start going missing. Mm-hmm. And the police finally are like, oh, 
okay, we got to get involved. But when they try and stop them, they have committed a satanic suicide, a.k.a. they've chuckied. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was trying to think of like where I've kind of heard that before, and I was like, wait, I know this. But yeah, no, they they, they chuckied. They they, full, what is his name? Charles something? Charles... Um, oh, I forgot. But yeah, I know they, his first name, Charles. They full-on chuckied, mm-hmm. and they have killed themselves and... Transferred their transferred souls, their souls into to the, the animatronics. Robots, yep. Into the animatronics. So... Now we've got more of a, a backstory, mm-hmm. and we see the kids have kind of scattered because they get scared by the noises or something. They all kind of what the group of kids? Yes. No. So the, the there's still four of them in the in the kitchen with with Nicolas Cage. The other two ended up going to the the party room, and they were like, "Oh, hey, is it weird that I'm kind of turned on right now?" And they start they start having sex. They kids, start doing it. If you're in a horror movie type situation, never have. Sex. That is when you are most vulnerable. You might think, oh, I'm very vulnerable when I'm in the shower. No. If you're in a horror movie, you can take a shower, but do not have sex because you are guaranteed to die. Yeah. No, hardcore. And then also, I'm sorry. Why are you going to do that if you're if you're knowingly going into a place? Because that's the other thing. They all knew that this place was evil, that this place was killing people, that something was happening and this stuff, people were dying. Why would you go and do that? Exactly. Why? Why? I'm sorry. You know, hey, <laughs> We'll get down and dirty after we get out of here. I don't care. I'll, yeah, I'll think of a killer ostrich while we're safe yeah, at home. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I don't want to do this now. I don't want to <laughs> have sex on a deflated ball pit. <laughs> exactly. So they start hearing the music play, and the kids go out to, to the to the main to the main thing. But actually, it isn't that song. It's Willie's own song saying that there's. Um, there's six uh, little chickens oh, hiding, yes. hiding in the house, and you know he's kind of talking. And the six chickens in the are weasel's den. Yes, he's talking about the the kids. Yes, yes. He has six little chickens, four roosters, and two little hens. Mm-hmm. And it took me a second. I was like, wait, I had to do the math in my head. I was like, okay, wait, two girls, four guys. Uh-huh. <gasps> I got it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's singing the song while they're watching him. And then he says, four little chickens. No, five. There's six of them. But then he says... Then uh, when he gets when he starts to go down he's, and then he comes back up, he's like, five little chickens are left in the den. And that's whenever the knight that's behind him stabs one of the kids through the chest. There you go. Yes. Stabs one of the kids. I'm getting my keep, deaths confused. Yeah, keep going. So the knight, which his name is Nighty Knight, which I thought was a great name. Uh, kills the guy by stabbing him through the chest, and everybody freaks out because, oh shit, animatronics come back to life. And Nicolas Cage appears, as he does, and fights the knight and beheads him with his own sword, which was really cool. Yeah, that was a, that was a neat fight scene. The only problem with this scene is after he kills the, the knight, he just drops the knife. Keep the sword. Self-defense. I mean, does he need it? Yes. Are just you sure? Case. You sure? Because we've already seen him rip the spine out of an ostrich, curb stump a gorilla. True, true. Maybe he doesn't need it. I feel like I would need it just as an extra insurance against killing I mean, animatronics. Keep watching the movie, Spooky fans, and you'll find out he, 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 he don't need, need that. So we go back to the super fun room, and the two people that are in there are having relations. And the girl says, is that thing always been in this room and the guy says oh it's on it's on every wall of course it's there and it gets closer and she's like hey what thing 
It's uh, the alligator. Yep. Thank you. But she calls it a thing. Um, you see that it's the alligator. And it comes closer to where they are doing it. And he's like, okay, let's give them a show. And then it appears next to them and it takes his arm in its mouth and starts biting him. So blood squirts everywhere and they're screaming. And the girl tries to get out of the room as Liv is walking past with the janitor who's got a bag full of night body parts. Yep. And he kicks the door open and it's too late. She's already dead. Mm -hmm. But he beats the shit out of this alligator and then rips its mouth open Mm -hmm. and reaches in and pulls out. I don't know what he pulled out. The, I guess the voice box or like the, the motor control, the motor control for the mouth. So we're down three or four at this point. We're down four animatronics, four animatronics. Yep. Four robots down. And we go to, there's an arcade. Well, actually, yeah, I was gonna say something you missed when you were talking about it was, uh, whenever the other kid got stabbed by the knight, Liv tells everybody to scatter and leave. And that's when one of the other kids goes to like this other fun room where the pixie and the turtle. I yeah. Think so yeah, it was the pixie and the turtle. Cause it's all just flashing lights. So we that can't scene see. was really hard to watch. Yeah. It, it, it's if you're like epileptic or anything like that, yeah, just be, be cautious. Yeah, be cautious of that scene. But he goes there and we see the pixie's mouth turn like from like this weird smile kind of thing to hardcore five nights at Freddy's. Like bloody, not bloody, but like fangs, black oily fangs that are metal. It was Uh really cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah, like that scene I thought was actually really neat. And then the other kid, Chris, he ends up going to like the arcade room and hiding in one of the arcade machines. Yes. So while he's hiding in the arcade machine, one of the animatronics shows up and it's the chameleon. And she says, I'm not like the other ones. I'm just trapped here and I need help crossing to the other side. If you can help me, I can help you see what it's like. And he gets up and he's like, hey, I want to be your friend. I'll help you. How can I help you? And as we're thinking, oh, they're going to be friends. He's going to free her. I didn't think that at all. Her tongue shoots out and snaps his neck Mm -hmm. as Liv is walking into the room with (laughs) the janitor. And the janitor looks at her and his alarm goes off. And he looks at it and he clicks it and he hands her a knife and walks out of the room. Yep. He's like, break time. And... (laughs) The chameleon, I love these one-liners, and she looks at, the chameleon looks at Cammy and, or, Cammy the chameleon looks at Liv. See, you said the names, and now you're freaking, and you're messing yourself up. And she's like, wanna dance? And Liv's, okay. She pops open the knife, and they go at it. And she stabs her a bunch of times, and they get into this huge fight in the middle of the room, and we just see the janitor playing, (laughs) drinking his soda, and playing pinball. While she's having this epic fight, and I guess his break ends, and he reappears in the room silently, as he does, and starts beating the hell out of the chameleon. Yeah. And so, from there, he kind of, like, ties the uh, her tongue around her throat uh, on the chameleons, and, like, kind of pulls her out of everything like that. So, we saw, and from a part that we kind of missed, Chris, the kid in the arcade, calls the sheriff. Too. And the sheriff's like, oh, nope, get out of there. You know, you guys are going to die. Like, you need to leave that place anyways. And she gets the shotguns and she tells the other deputy there, like, hey, get in the car. We're leaving. And the deputy's like, okay, this is this is all fake. You, you don't remember yeah. that part? Yes, because uh, yeah. this, this deputy was on loan from the county. Right. And 
she starts telling them more about the backstory of what you don't know about Willie's uh, Willie's place. They knew that something supernatural was going on because people just started dying there in the town after the killer Willie uh, pretty much offed himself, him and his crew. Well, they found out that the person's... Again, their souls were in the animatronics somehow, some way. So they ended up cutting a deal. And everybody said, again, it was the deal with the devil kind of kind of thing. They cut the deal saying, hey, you leave our town alone. You leave our people that live here alone. You leave us alone. We will feed you. We will... We will bring you a sacrifice. Bring you people to eat and everything like that so you guys can be happy. Because the animatronics were wandering into town and killing the townspeople. Exactly. So the sheriff went up and was like, hey, we'll give you somebody here and at one point when the sheriff goes to check and make sure that the deal has been achieved she finds two bodies but she also finds a child Mm -hmm. and we learn that the kid was Liv and the sheriff has adopted Liv as kind of a I don't know, I don't know what to call it like a it made her feel better about sacrificing Mm -hmm. people it kind of yeah no it was like her own way of trying to repent for what there you go. Done. Her repentance was was adopting Liv, mm-hmm. and they drive out there, and the sheriff is like the other the rented sheriff or lone sheriff is like what the what the hell? What yeah, are you, what are you talking about? So they get there, and she walks in. The sheriff just unlocks the door and walks in, and she sees the janitor and immediately cuffs him. Mm-hmm. Tells him... Let go of, uh, of the chameleon. Yeah. Let go of the chameleon. Uh-huh. You're done. We're... You have to die. Because if you don't... Willie's gonna be mad. Yeah. And she takes Liv to the other sheriff and says, get her into town. Take her back home. I'm gonna stay here and I'll wait. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure that this happens so that we're all safe. And we are left with the janitor handcuffed. I don't know if it was actual handcuffs. It was a zip tie. Zip tie handcuffs. In the middle of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And as he's standing there, or sitting there, the chameleon gets up, and then the siren kind of cartwheels into the room, because mm-hmm. she's very pixie and animated. Yeah. And she, they go, try to go after him. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> just snaps his brake, his... He headbutts the pixie first, because she tries to, like... Tries to uh, jump at him, and he, like, dodges it, headbutts her first, then breaks open the zip-tie ones, and... Or, no, before he even breaks that, like, he headbutts her, drop-kicks the chameleon, so... And he backs into a corner. This was what was really funny, I thought. He backs into a corner into a jukebox, and he kicks it, and this country version of head and shoulders, knees and toes starts playing, and then the fight starts. And the kicker for the fight is he headbutts and he's like grabbing their faces and he breaks the chameleon's neck by spinning her head around to her head from her shoulders and the pixie he jumps on top of and like snaps her neck with his legs full on uh black widow yeah and he knocks out two more well we see Liv is with the other sheriff and they're driving and they they hear a noise or something happens to the car. I'm trying to remember what exactly. So Liv finally convinces the sheriff, like, are you going to be that kind of person that just sends people to, to their death and everything else? And he's like, no, I'm not. And he stops the car. And he's about to turn it, like, put it in reverse. But then uh, the turtle 
comes out of the window and like grabs him and kind of like starts to slash his throat a little bit and throws him out of the car. Yes, and Liv jumps out of the car, grabs the shotgun, and says, "Give me the keys. I'm going back." And he kills the the officer, and she goes to pull the trigger on the gun when he throws the keys behind him, and there's no more bullets. And he starts speaking to her in Spanish, telling her, oh, you, you thought there were bullets? Well, there's not. Blah, 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 blah. And she beats the hell out of him with a shotgun. She starts swinging on him. And she beats him, and then she starts running down the highway, instead of taking the car, because she can't find the keys, obviously, and runs back to Willie's. Yeah. In Willie's, we see that the... The janitor's still cleaning everything up. The doors are open. He goes outside to throw away all the dead animatronic body parts that he's been ripping up and the sheriff sees him and she's like what the actual fuck she says (laughs) gdsob and she's like you're getting back in there and she follows him back in with a shotgun and as she's pointing the shotgun at him willie appears behind her and in the coolest death in this movie somehow slices her in half diagonally upper body Mm -hmm. and we have the final fight yeah, between him and Willie. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened. So what had happened was the the fight scene started after the, the sheriff got killed. And so it's kind of like a small stare down. And the lights start going in and out. And he does like the whole shadow phantom thing where you can't really see him but you see him and he starts like cutting up Nick, uh, the janitor like he sta- kind of slashes him in the stomach and the back and the arms and everything and then throws him onto the button that's the party yes so then the lights start flashing and confetti starts falling mm-hmm. and he the janitor falls backwards into the ball pit and we think oh well he's dead he's dead that, yeah. that's the end of it and Willie wanders off to go eat another sacrifice I'm assuming and Nick Cage the janitor gets out of the ball pit and we see him start making tools he goes to the fridge and he grabs all of his sodas and ties them into a bag as like a mace and then he takes his broken broomstick and ties it together so that it's stabby (laughs) stabby (laughs) he confronts Willie finally and beats the hell out of Willie Mm -hmm. he succeeds he kills Willie. Yep. And goes back and he just starts cleaning again. He yeah, cleans, cleans up everything. everything else. So the scene switches and we see his car come screaming around the corner into the parking lot. And we see Tex. And Jed. And Jed, the the, tech, the tow truck driver, mm-hmm. are there. And the Jed says, oh, fix it up for you. It's going to be great. I, yeah. I love you. I know you love new toys out of your collection. And Tex walks up to the window because Jed tells him, I'm not going in there. Walks up to the window and sees the key, the lock that he put on the door is gone. Mm -hmm. Looks in the window and everything looks opening day ready. Yeah, everything's clean, polished, everything. You could eat there. So he walks in and the janitor comes out and he's got a fresh shirt on and he just kind of looks at him. And Tex says, I'll be damned. You did it. We're free. You actually did it. And he takes the keys, the janitor takes the keys from, from the janitor, mm-hmm. and he walks back to his car, gets in his, he walks towards his car with a soda, and as he's walking up, Liv walks up, and they just have this little stare down, 
he gets in the car and starts it, and she gets in the passenger side. Mm-hmm. They spin out, take off, and Tex is like, "We're free. Me and Jed, we're gonna hang out. We're gonna. I'm gonna reopen. Name it something like Texas Turf. Put a bull in there. That'll be the draw. We'll have people come in. As they start the car, we see Sarah Siren, the pixie, mm-hmm. is behind the car. What did she say? Thank you for coming to Willie's uh, Wonderland or One Funland and stuff like that. We hope you enjoyed a, a fantastic, memorable time. Fantabulous time. Yeah. And we see that she has put cloth into the gas tank and she lights it on fire. It explodes, I guess, I'm assuming, killing whole, her, Yeah, Jed killing and her, Tex. yeah, Jed and Tex and the building, I would say. And the building's done. The building's been covered in gas. It's exploded. Yeah. The town is free. Yeah. We go to Nick Cage, the janitor, and Liv. Driving away, you know, the final, we're driving away, we're free. Mm-hmm. And they see the turtle standing in the middle of the road. And he ship downshifts and hauls ass into the turtle, killing the turtle. So now we have... Now our, every single everything is free. We're completely yeah. free. And he opens a soda and goes to drink it. Liv looks at him and he hands her the soda. She chugs it. The movie ends. Yeah. And we get an <laughs> animation of, of Willie. Saying thanks, come again kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. So that was the full movie. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Like I said, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I I I thoroughly enjoyed it just because of the fact that it it it, it was like a good horror movie, especially like the one liners that the animatronics used were kind of creepy at that aspect. But it was a good action movie with it too. I felt like everything kind of flowed together really well with the fight scenes, and then it had the comic relief of like like that some action movies do. And even though, to me, even though it was a riff off, it felt fresh. Yeah. As I far mean, as movies go, I've never seen a movie where the protagonist doesn't talk. Exactly. The entire movie. Yeah. I thought that was annoying at first, and then I was like, I get it. I get it. It's kind of a world building thing. It's like he's, that's what he does. He yeah. doesn't talk. I liked it. Um, I think I'm going to give it a four. I was going to give it a four as well. Four chopped up camp counselors. Yep. Um, what were you, you said you had some other things to talk about the movie. I don't remember now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you had some other things you were going to add on. Um, I think I'm trying to see. I didn't have any extra notes on it either. I thought this was a good movie. Yeah. I would recommend it. Uh, it's on Hulu for free. Yeah, they just edited it on Hulu. But you can also, I believe, purchase it on demand. But, I think so. But yeah, if you have Hulu, go check it out on Hulu. And if the makers of this movie are listening... I want a Willy's Wonderland shirt, please. I'm sure you can find one. <laughs> It'd be awesome to have a Willy's Wonderland shirt. Yeah. So I'm. I don't think I have much left to say. I, I think it was really cool. Yeah, most definitely. I yeah. I don't have anything else to say either. No, I think no. good. So cool. um, until next time. Yeah, join us next week for another episode where uh, Quincy picks the movie this time. Heck yeah! Yeah. So as always, uh, stay, stay spooky. spooky.